Welcome to Bookish Podcast with Caffanel, a podcast about books ish. A quick disclaimer before we start there may be some spoilers, so please save the episode for later if you don't want any. And also, please follow us on social at We Are Bookish Pod. We hope you enjoy. Experience. Wow. That was... Hello there. Hello. That was a bit professional, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. We're using a new platform today, and this. I felt very professional then. That it was asked amazing. Me, it asked us complicated questions that we can answer about our audio setup. We need someone. We need a professional. You know, guys, we do everything ourselves. You know how much how much time that takes. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, that was really something special because normally one of us gets the five the countdown but today we both got the countdown so that was fun we're actually trialing this for something we need to do for work but um i actually quite enjoy this platform for the fun of it i mean we'll see we'll see yeah we'll see how the end product comes out but how are you if we could if you could all tell tell your friends about us so that we can boost our listeners so that we can actually earn some money that'd be great yeah and then we can (laughs) and then we can pay for this platform yeah and then we can pay for it yeah exactly exactly it all benefits you guys (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'm fine i'm very tired how are you yeah i'm like a little bit under the weather that's self-inflicted though because you would have seen on our instagram at we are bookish pod we went for a very 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 boozy brunch (laughs) on sunday and of course didn't look at the finer details although there was no like small print it was like alcohol first food you had to order food separately which by the way is like not a thing it's brunch you can't have brunch without food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we polished off quite a bit of booze in two hours. So Ellie was a Ellie was a bit suffering slightly more than I, but basically because I didn't I didn't really like rum that much, and we got given we just got given rum punch. We didn't even ask for it. We just got given a whole <laughs> bowl of punch and as much prosecco as we could possibly want in our lives. And so Ellie polished off the punch, really, because I didn't drink any <laughs> I I'm pretty sure we ha- I had, like, acute alcohol poisoning or something, because was, I was not in a good way on Monday at all. But yeah, maybe don't do brunch on a Sunday either, guys. That, Note to that might be a smart. Yeah. But, yeah. But it was nice. Actually, how was your food, Kath? Frankly, not, not that sure at this point. <laughs> I was quite drunk by the time we got it. Um, oh, no, yes, I think it was good. It was a good place. It was, what's it called? <clears throat> Sarata Hall in Old yes. Street. Yes, in London. For those Londoners. It is because, you know, I went for my friend's hen uh, literally like the week before and we paid like £70 each and there was a big group of us. Um, all COVID safe, can I just say. Um, and... We paid for the hen as well as part of that. And literally the drinks were flowing all night. And it was like gin, Prosecco and Aperol spritz. And then like a three course dinner. And I was drunk then too. So one day I'm going to go to this restaurant and hopefully have had remembered 
the food. I think we were a bit chatty to the waitress, and I don't think yeah, I she know. liked it. She was like, please go home. <laughs> I love doing that, though. We were like, guys, like, because we were talking about having book club there, weren't we? Oh, we were. Which, actually, to be fair, maybe we should do. Because we could do it. Yeah. But anyway, so we, and then we were just like, oh, and then she said she'd give us a leave. She told us that she'd let the manager come over, but the manager did not come over. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think she was just like, I'm going to leave these girls to it. <laughs> I think everyone was pretty wasted, though, because there was a group of girls behind us that were pretty loud. Yeah. It as was, well. There was a date next to us as well. And we saw them They left it. I like, like oh, good whole bottle. Uh, honey, we did not need any more. At that point. Nice, no, true. But it was good fun. Yeah. Was a good day. Yeah, it was. It was nice. And I think, well, if there's any salvageable photos, we'll post it. <laughs> Possibly. Oh, God. Yeah. But yeah, I think we might be slightly... I don't know. Work's been mental. Life's been mental. So it's just all a bit mental. It but we're fine. Yes, but we're fine. We're good. We're zen. We move. We're not as bad as Chriselle. Oh my god! I think that's the most cringe thing I've seen all week. And Love Island's been on. Like, she, but if she's her... happy, if she's happy, then good for her. But like, what? That's a very the... dip- diplomatic response, Kath. Well, <laughs> I just you know. Everyone, everyone, love is love, Ellie. <laughs> if she loves him, then... But the video, the video is, is something that we did not need to see. <laughs> you know what he looks like? Jason looks like... OK, so to give you context, guys, sorry. Uh, Chriselle from Selling Sunset, Netflix Selling Sunset, is now in a relationship with Jason Oppenheim, if you didn't know that. If you don't watch Selling Sunset, If you go haven't watch seen it. Selling Sunset, you're an idiot, because it's literally yeah. the best thing I've ever seen on TV ever. Exactly. Got us through lockdown. Mm-hmm. Part of lockdown. Where's our new season? Please, guys. Let's... And, like, nothing to either of them, but it just seems like a very odd pairing because mm. they don't give me that vibe or that chemistry like I could see that chemistry with maybe with him and Mary I think it'd be very interesting to see the new series to be yeah. honest yeah and yeah I mean to, also she went through such hell with that divorce that randomly popped up at the end of the last season so like if she's happy then cool but like you know like on Love Island when the producers um make people kiss and then you can hear it and it's like slurpy and horrible it's a bit like that kind of vibe like things i don't need to see in my like screen like this is my screen please leave you know (laughs) it just reminded me of seeing that like really embarrassing uncle dancing with like a 20 something year old girl (laughs) i know that's not the case here but i think she's in their like 30s oh so like yeah but it wasn't but it just felt like that even though that wasn't the case it'll it be so like interesting to see it on the series i can't uncle wait at funeral dancing do you with reckon young it's girl. a pr stunt funeral wedding uncle <sighs> at wedding dancing with young girl not funerals my god so i reckon it's a pr stunt um there's been rumors i feel like i i just i just yeah i would never have put them together personally 
I'll be so interested. Oh my god, did you see? No, the, but the real drama is Romaine's comment being like, "Oh, hopefully they'll shut up about Jason and Mary now." <laughs> <laughs> see, but I get that, like because they did, and you can see that chemistry, like that. I can see because it's there. But him and Chriselle, I just also he was quite brutal with Chriselle. Yeah, funny. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it's funny because they're all partying and Christine is, like, in Sicily at the moment. I follow them on Instagram. And so, like, she's going to be in the season, right? Because she's been, like, pregnant yeah. for most of it and then not with them when they've been anywhere. Yeah. Sorry. So I hope she is. <laughs> my, uh, my boy is calling me. <laughs> oh, hello. Do my phone on Do Not Disturb. Well, one sec. He's at a festival, so this is my... Oh, is uh, I've, I've had to decline my call. One sec. Sorry, guys. Here you go. Tom, you're getting a little shout out. Uh, hey, Tom. Such a lovely man. <laughs> <laughs> he is sweet, sweet man. He, he is sweet, sweet man. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> Back oh, to the episode. Yeah, I normally put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I was like, what, "What's this beefing in my ear?" <laughs> <laughs> happening. Um, where the think it's a bit of an odd yeah i think we'll see how it pans out on tv maybe 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 they'll be the new couple of the year oh i'm here for it why not yeah at this point good to know but yeah so today we're going to talk about where the cool dad sing which was actually a requested episode which took us around a long time to get around to because we suck but source guys but we do actually love this book but yeah we we suck we suck. But we also have full-time jobs and social lives and there's only so many hours in the day. And other people do it better than us. I need... Oh, all the other, like, uh, bookish... in Bookish... Book, podcast, Instagrams that we follow. Um, let Give us... Tell us your secrets because we really struggle to manage our time. Uh, so anyone that yeah. has a podcast or a book talk... Or a booktube. How do you do listen, it? Let us know. We'd really love you. We love you guys. We, we want to grow. <laughs> we actually admire exactly. We admire you guys, and I think yeah, we just yeah. want some tips. Or maybe Hit someone to manage our time. I need a PA. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford one, but we'd like one. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Kath, we need a team assistant. <laughs> Can I write that down? <laughs> we'll pay um, you in Prosecco. Yeah. Oh, coffee. my God. Yeah. Literally, though. I mean, we've had too much Prosecco. My mum texted me, by the way, and was like, I was like, I'm never, I'm never drinking again. And then my mum's like, boozy barbecue on Friday night? And we're going to a gin tasting on Saturday. I'm going home this weekend. And I was like, sure. I'm up for it. Took two days. <laughs> oh, God. I've got two. I've got 2.30. I've swum Friday on Saturday. 
I can say that because this will go out after the one that's a surprise on Friday. Yeah. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she listens to this. She, she told me the other day, I still need to listen to it. So she'll listen to this in retrospect, maybe. And then be like, Oh, if she clocks it. That is probably not. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Where the core dad sing was a requested episode. <laughs> Third time lucky. Yeah, it's great. It's a great book, though. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. I, when um, I read it last year, because we read it for our book, our, our book club, didn't we, Kath? We did. And my friend had seen that was the case and just said, like, it is a beautiful book and there's nothing else, nothing more I can say. It's just a beautiful book. You'll love it. It's just so it's just beautiful. I think that's the best word to describe yes. it. And I would totally concur with that statement. It is beautiful. It's why I loved it so much. Um, yes, I really enjoyed it. I didn't love it as much as other people, but that's not to say I didn't love it. I just, you know, when people are like, oh my God, this is my favourite book ever. I wouldn't say that. I did really, really enjoy it. And I really appreciate it. But it did take me quite a while to get into it. Mm-hmm. I remember you saying that. It's yeah. quite slow at the beginning, is it? Beginning, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if it. I don't know why. I don't know whether. Sometimes, though, I think it depends on when you read the book and like what's going on in your head. Um, but yeah, I would say that I really appreciate it. And I think it is, and I think it's very different. Which I think is like something. There's something to be said about a book that's different because I feel like so many books are like so similar, which is obviously why they're popular sometimes you know like there's there's a way to write a good story or whatever but like I think sometimes if you read a lot and then you read something that's really different you're like oh my god this book is so cool because it's so different I haven't read, I haven't read anything like this in so long do you know what I mean yeah so no, that's why it kind of stood out for me um because it was so different it's just like yeah it was a nice break between I think a lot of everything that we'd read in and around that I think I don't know. I don't know. I don't even remember what I read at that time. But I remember it being really easy. I remember saying, and I think I said this in a previous episode, I think, was it the um, the To All The Boys episode, the Joni Hahn ones? Because this is set in North Carolina, and the third book in that series is set between... Is it Virginia? West Virginia? North Carolina and Virginia, I think. I need to remember. I I don't know, because one state is one way and one state is the other, so I'm going to get it wrong. It's not like I can get it right. Um, But because they're set in neighbouring states, you get a whole idea for the area, if that makes sense. I felt like Mm. I was very much in North Carolina. I very much felt like I felt the beauty of North Carolina in two different decades, two different books, two set in two different decades but I felt like I got an essence for that place and once I'd like finished the where the quad dad thing I was like right as soon as we can travel I'd love to go to North Carolina I'd love to yeah. see the beaches I'd love to see that sort of like swampish area like I want to see it I felt like it's like Delia Owens really she really set a sense like the mise-en-scene the sense of place in this this book was just Mise everything. Mise yeah, no, I agree. And actually, we, um, someone in our book club, uh, it's from North Carolina. Yeah. That was really cool. Because she was like, oh, it's actually really like quite true to, true to place and stuff. So that was cool. Um, yeah, that was really cool, actually. But yeah, and like, um, Delia Olin. Uh, what? 
Do you know what, brain mush? If I say anything <laughs> stupid today, please excuse me. Um, Delia <laughs> Owens <laughs> is a retired wildlife biologist, and I think you can really, really tell. Like, the way she describes, like, nature and wildlife and stuff is really, really, like, really cool. And, like, yeah. That's probably yeah. why she sets the, the setting so well. Yeah. Also, when she talks about... Because what did she say? She's a wildlife zoologist. She's an animal Bio- Biologist. Biologist. She's an animal. She really... Um, I think that also comes through in her descriptions of wildlife. Yeah. And what I really like is how she uses the wildlife to sort of, like what's the word not forecast although that's probably the word um for 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 shadow is the word i'm looking for <laughs> like the events coming up that yeah like yeah um which we can get into as we talk about the plot but i like how she uses that to forecast yeah for she's not forecast what is wrong with me <laughs> brain <laughs> work please <laughs> for shadow things that are happening in the book and i think it's really really cool also i've just looked it up it's virginia north carolina that border each other didn't want to get that wrong oh my god what's wrong with our brains what is actually wrong with my brain i think i just have no brain power left now i can't see you ah i can see you oh no it says your thing's been to say it's what's what happened to me earlier to you is happening to me now oh the wi-fi saga do you know what Trying to host a podcast with rubbish Wi-Fi is challenging, guys. It's very challenging. Same. If Ain't someone could provide us with a nice place with, with this quiet, with lots of Wi-Fi, <laughs> we'll Good. pay you and put a second. This episode is brought to you by... Someone's going to sponsor Prosecco. <laughs> Someone sponsors Prosecco. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you're back! Yay! I'm back! Yay! It actually helps to see the person you're talking to. Yeah, I, I think. Agree. You guys can't see us, though, because we don't have enough Wi-Fi to record our video, but we're working on it, guys. We're working on it. Yeah. You will see us one day, and you'll be like, oh, my God, my favourite podcast, co- podcast hosts are so cool when you see them. In real life. <laughs> and maybe one day, when we're really famous, we'll get recognised in the street and we can be like, hello. <laughs> Here's what I'm reading right now. Can you tell us what you're reading? Can you imagine <laughs> if that happened? Hey, it, wouldn't happen to, it wouldn't happen to Kia? Kaya? Kaya. How'd you say her name? Kaya. Are we talking about the book? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm bringing it back round. <laughs> Kaya. No, it would not happen to Kaya because she's the town's social outcast. Poor girl. You Poor really girl. go on a journey with her, though, don't you? Yeah, like... you, feel her, you feel her loneliness, for mm. sure. And I think she does it in such a slow and cruel way as well. Like, yeah. Delia really sets that up in, like, a everyone slowly leaves her life. Um until she has to fend for herself mm. and her resilience is admirable the fact that she's yeah you either live or you die right that's what that's all that, that she can do at this point yeah she's really impre- like she's really impressive like yeah i feel like you just you're like wow i couldn't do that 
Because, <laughs> well, basically it sets up or it starts out with, I guess, the family dynamic of Kaya and her, her, her family. Um, her mother leaves um, when she's, like, six and then slowly... Um, in that time, she witnesses, like, her older siblings leave um, with the final older sibling leaving, who's Jodie. Jodie comes back, doesn't he? I feel like he does. Yeah, but I think he leaves again. He leaves again, yeah. Um, so, eventually, it's just her and her papa. Her papa is an alcoholic, so basically he's driven everyone away to madness. And she was protected by a lot of it until, until like, each sibling left. And then... The, well, as each sibling leaves, the more exposed she becomes to, yeah, I guess, how I harsh the world is. For a while, he's, like, really good with her, and then yes. she gets a letter from her mum, but she can't read and write, so she doesn't know what it says, and then he goes into a spiral, and then he just leaves, and he doesn't come back, and she doesn't know what happens to him, and she's yeah. just left on her own, and she's literally a child. Yeah. Um, Which is so... It's just all honestly so heartbreaking, and that's when you, you get to understand that she has to fend for herself. There is... Uh, in, so, so there's a loneliness there from her family and then obviously being separated and sort of segregated from this town in the 50s, I think we should probably add. And um, so obviously there's a sort of class element to it. Mm. And um, she goes to school one day, doesn't she? And I think she's like, is it teased mercilessly? Or I'm not entirely yeah, sure. it's so shit for her that she doesn't go again. She doesn't go again. But how does Chase find her? Um, Because Chase is the one that teaches her to read and write. He's a friend of Jodie's, no? Yes. Does he just see her by jumpings? Well, she fishes and stuff. Like, people see her around. Yes. um, And she fishes and stuff and, like, yeah, so... She's very much like, even though she doesn't have a... She's not completely on her own. Well, I mean, she is. But she has Jumpin and Mabel, who are... um, They're two characters. They're black. um, And they own, like, a a gas station Mm. in the middle of all the... the boats, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, There's, like, one incident with... was one incident with uh, Jumpin that happens, I think, where he's sort of, like, about to get lynched or attacked by a group of people. Do you remember that? I felt really uneasy about it. Yeah. About reading that. Um, they don't really focus on that as a thing, but I think it's just a nice reminder that he also is a pariah or segregated in this yeah. community because he is black, yeah. Yeah, I think that she kind of makes, like, a point of that's... Jumping kind of understands that Kaya is, like, pushed out of society for, mm-hmm. like, various reasons and that he is for other reasons. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, he had, they have their own community, obviously. Yeah. He, um, yeah, he has his... And yeah. he, he gets, like, everyone in the community to, like, help her out and stuff, which is just really nice. I think Mabel gets, like, clothes for her and stuff. Yeah. Um, which is really sweet. Um, and she, yeah, they're great characters. They're really good. I think they're really well-developed characters, considering, like, they're not that... They're not on that many pages, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're very, yes. Well, not sideline characters. Would you call them short? Not shortlist characters. Where are my words today? (laughs) (laughs) Sideline characters. Yes, what Kath said. A side chick. (laughs) A side chick characters. (laughs) They they don't have that main character energy, but for the amount of times they show up, 
Yeah. They do. Yes. But in talking of characters, so this is actually also going to be a film. It's a bit of a theme, isn't it? The stuff we talk about movie films like Daisy Jones and Six. It's going to be a miniseries. But where the crawdads run out... Where the, see, I, can, I actually can't speak. <laughs> where the crawdads sing is going to be a film. And Ellie, as as per usual, has some thoughts on the casting. Okay, so I definitely sent out a tweet and I'll find it. <laughs> I'll be sharing it somewhere on okay. our socials. Where, in my head, and I'm sorry, I know I keep typecasting, so I'd be terrible as a Hollywood you know, casting director. Don't put me in Love Island. I'll be typecasting. No, actually put me in Love Island because oh, I won't be typecasting. But don't type much to improve that casting. <laughs> but don't put me in Hollywood because in my head I saw, and we're going to get to talk about, like we talked about the 50s and the early parts of um, Kaya's life. We'll get to talk about the second parts of it. But there's a character called Chase. Is it Chase Andrews? Yes, which is very much, he's very much integral to, like, Kaya's later life. And I, in my head, saw that as Jacob Elordi. Again, another Australian actor, because apparently that's a thing for me. Um, but he always, and again, he's always playing some sort of kind of toxic male um, energy. Uh, so if you've ever watched, uh, what's it called? What's that programme called? Euphoria. Hi. By the way, when earlier when we were talking about Chase, I think we meant to be talking about Tate. Tate! Oh my god! Chase is the Chase is the boy. That Tate dies. Tate is the good Tate. one, and Chase yeah, is the bad one. Just just to correct that from earlier when we were talking about Chase, we meant Tate, but now we mean Chase. But now we now mean we Chase. Definitely mean Chase. We meant Tate before when he teaches her how to read and write. That's He's Tate. A, yes. Yeah. So let's let's correct that. Tate is the friend of Jodie, who is who teaches Kaya how to read and write, which is important <laughs> for other bits that happen. But he teaches her, she sort of falls in love with him, he goes to school, he doesn't come back for her because he realises that she would never really fit into society because she is such an outcast, which is heartbreaking. What was that? Man. Massive gap. Girl. Then she meets Chase which is where I had the casting suggestion. Yeah, so back to the casting, yeah. <laughs> so back to the casting. I think it should be Jacob Elordi. I think he plays Toxic Mel really well. If you've ever seen Euphoria on HBO, fantastic programme. Zendaya is queen. <laughs> and he plays a toxic male. In my head, I think he would be great as a flawed... Like, he plays... Chase Andrews is basically like the town Beanock... And he is like a job. For anyone that doesn't know what a beanock oh, yeah. is, it's a big name on campus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, context. He's just like the man about town. His family is rich. Everybody knows him. He was a jock at high school. He's going to marry the pretty girl next door, that kind of guy. Mm. Um, has a reputation that he has to with, um, uphold, but with that comes other pressures. Yeah. Which plays into him being a toxic male, which plays into him and his um, poor relationship with Kaya. Mm -hmm. um, and I just thought, in my head, I saw Jacob Elordi is doing that. I think he does that really well. Um, if you were going to look at Euphoria, I can't really say that to, what's it called? What's that TV pro? Uh, the Kissing Booth. Oh. Uh, that guy. 
He's hot. He's Australian. He is That was hot. my casting choice. He is hot. And I think he'd be perfect in this scenario. Yeah. I didn't cast for anything else because apparently I only cast for men. But, but Daisy Edgar-Jones, who is in Normal People, is going to be Kaya. I actually think she's going to be great. I really, I think, I, when I read that, I was like, yes. Definitely. I so, can see it. Yeah. I, I kind of got I that awkwardness about her that I kind of imagined. So. She's got that Kirsten Stewart kind of vibe. Oh, nah. <laughs> nah. Come on. <laughs> because I really hated Marianne and normal people. That's not Daisy Edgar Jones, though, so it's separate. Get I, actually can, head. <laughs> I can actually see her being a good... I actually do see that as a good casting choice, actually. Um, I don't but, know... Who yeah. else would be it, really? What's the girl called that's in <laughs> Fifty Shades? Oh, yeah. The girl that plays Anastasia still. Yeah. Um, she's someone's daughter as well, someone famous's daughter. She, like, she's the same kind of vibe, I feel. <laughs> well, a bit of a different film. Well, actually, it's not. It's actually not that much of a different film. People love to write that awkward... Oh, it's different, isn't it? Wait, what is her name? Oh, Dakota... 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 No, I'm rubbish. I'm rubbish with celebrities' names. It's not Should Dakota Fanning. I don't really want to go because I dread to think what I'm going to Dakota Johnson. Okay. She Ellie wants a Melly. Shades of Grey vibe book, but... We had I a request. Mm, we did had we have a request. request? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, we did. And I'll bet you Michelle's going to message us because she listens to the podcast. She's going to go, yes, I requested this. Michelle, I, I would just like to say that Elle is trying to persuade me, but I don't know. I feel like I'm too awkward. <laughs> she was <laughs> like... an episode you... on it. So I'm still... We're still... Elle's still working on persuading me, so... She yeah. was like, can you do 365 days? It's also on Netflix. I think it would be really funny. And also it would open up your listening. Maybe you and Michelle could do an episode on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit here. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll be uh, the producer on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> nah. She did genuinely ask for it, so... Well, I told her it, she won't believe me coming. Kath won't believe it coming from me. You need to actually send like a request. I will read the book. Okay, how about that? I'll read it and then and then you can try and persuade me on the episode. I'd have to read it as well, actually. To be fair. Um, <gasps> yeah. Okay. How about that? Compromise. You know who does it? You know who does these things well? There's a channel called um, Kenny. Kenny JD, that's not her channel name on YouTube. That's definitely wrong. But you can find her on her socials at Kenny JD. And she does, like, breakdowns. She does a series on her channel called Bad Movies and a Beat where she breaks down oh, bad yeah. movies while putting on her makeup. And it's fantastic. And she's done all of the Fifty Shades and she's done all of the Twilight ones and also other movies all in between. She finds, like, re- seriously, really bad movies. Like killer killer couch or something like that killer eating wow. couch or yeah really bad um 
and like art films that are just really weird. And uh, yeah, she did it on that. She did it. She did it on three six five as well. But she actually enjoyed that because she said at least it was some marked improvement on Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. <laughs> Only because the guy was hot. <laughs> well, I mean, same toxic masculinity, but at least the guys. <laughs> Anywho, that was a big... (laughs) Yeah, back to some quality literature. (laughs) Because this is quality literature, actually. Um, Um, Did you you know any other of the casting choices for this film? No, I haven't seen any. I think they're the two two big big ones to chat about. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't casted as Chase. That was just my suggestion. I think they picked another Daisy British Daisy Jones actually is. Actually though. is. I think Just it was a British actor. If you're not following our brains today, because I don't think we are either. <laughs> I think we're going to have to listen to this back and be like, mm. <laughs> Maybe Might just be re-record. like, note to self, this is a chaotic episode. Enjoy. <laughs> um, anywho. Right. So then the second part of this, where we talk about her life, I guess part two in the swamp, her life with Chase, like her getting into her elder years. Yeah, so she kind of goes through like a weird coming of age, but like is kind of forced into like, I think she's like kind of forced into having sex with him and stuff. Um, And I think she definitely is at some points, but I'm not sure if that's like to start off with. I can't remember the exact plot lines. Um, And like, she's kind of like, this girl that's not had anyone to teach her anything and then she's just like thrown into like some harsh realities of the world Mm. um but she's very very resourceful and basically like spoiler alert guys but she does actually kill so the whole story starts with chase being being dead and she does actually kill him but like it's still a secret and then like what i find absolutely fascinating about this book actually is like there's all this like poetic nature stuff and the language is really poetic and, like, the nature is described in this really, like... Yeah, but, I mean, I don't have any other words other than poetic in my brain. But then there's, like, the courtroom when they decide, like, who's killed Chase because she's a, sub- a suspect. And the language is so different. It's almost like you're reading a completely different book. Like, it's, it's so cool. It's quite the juxtaposition, isn't it? You've gone yeah. from, I guess, being in the marsh, being out in nature, being... Yeah, being out on the bush, being out in nature, it being really poetic. Even them foreshadowing her killing Chase is very poetic. I think they use, like, um, the description of, like, a praying mantis as her then mm. going, OK, this is the plan I'm going to have to kill Chase. Because she realises that she's in... He basically manipulates her. He he promises all these different things, like, we're going to get married, I'm going to meet my family, blah, blah, blah. But it's never going to happen. Um, and he very much abuses her. Yeah. As well. Um, and then you get this really huge juxtaposition where they're in the court. And you said, Kath, that it reminded you maybe of the court scenes in To Kill a Mockingbird. Different yeah. subject, but... Yeah, like, really different. Same. But I don't know, I got, like, a, a To Kill a Mockingbird vibe, which is one mm. of my favourite books. I actually really need to reread it, because it's been so long since I last read it. Um, I actually have theatre tickets as well for it, but I think we bought them in, like, 2000 and, like, 18 or 19 they're meant to be 2020 then they're meant to be 2021 and now i think they're 2022 or 2023 like we will have had these th- these 30 tickets for like five years <laughs> by the time we get to go but um yeah 
Um, one yeah, day we'll go. Yeah, one day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, the courtroom stuff and that. I don't know. Just got like uh, a tickle of my vibes. I wonder if, wonder if that was any inspiration. But yeah, the juxtaposition of the language is amazing, and actually, like the poetic use of language, I think it's quite cool that that's what you what like how to describe it because then you actually find out the guy is a poet, and I love that. Yes. I feel like it's a bit rogue. It is a bit rogue, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, like, yeah, it's quite well, she cool. Collects, she collects all these, like, seashells and stuff like that. I think it comes from a passion for her. So when she's younger, she collects all, like, shells and feathers and yeah. bits from nature. And that's why Tate teaches her how to to read, because then she can identify all these different things that it is that she collects. That's Yeah. Why. Because the thing is, she's not gone through a proper schooling system, so... You don't know what she really what she's like academically. You can be really bright and not have um, yeah. be academic, you know. Um, and so it's it's him when he comes back because he realizes when he comes back from college, he's like, "Damn, I done fucked up." And he goes back to her. In the meantime, she's had all this stuff going on with Chase. Um, yeah, and he helps her bring a collection of of her book like shells together as a book and that is basically the crux of um her alibi getting out of killing chase I suppose. Yeah. it's so funny because the way they describe how she might have gone about killing him is how she did it but because it's so absurd you're like yeah she couldn't have done but you have all the foreshadowing that it it, it could only be her because yeah. basically she's she takes him up to this tower like lighthouse tower uh, what is it? It's a an abandoned fire tower. Yeah, and an abandoned she, fire tower in the swamp. And she gives him a necklace or something, right? Yeah, and he wears shells. it shells. And he always wears it, even when he's not with her, even when he's like mugging her yeah. off and stuff. He's forever wearing. Do you actually? I'm going off on a tangent, but do you think there was any other? Gen- do you think there's any genuine feeling from Chase to Kaya? Ooh. I don't know. I feel like he is a dick, but yeah. he is kind of caught up in, like, society as well. Yeah. So, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like prob- probably he's just a dick, and he's caught up in, like, society and what society says he can and can't do. Yeah. He gives her some companionship, um, which you yeah. are sort of like, I'm glad she had some sort of companionship or she learned too, that. Because yeah. um, without him, she wouldn't have been able to learn that, to be, really learn it to um, end up with Tate. Um, but Yeah, uh, and like, yeah, so Tate, Tate helps that. And actually the book, the book thing, it's really cool that she's a poet and also a scientist. Mm, yes, exactly. Just like Delia Owens. Yeah. Who's an author and the is. But yeah, she puts together this like collection of books. Tate shows it to someone, I think. I can't remember. I'm trying to like glance at Yeah, there's something to do with like yeah. Yeah. And Basically so, it gets really fame like not famous, but like as famous as a book about feathers can get. Feathers could be. Because she's like really in touch with things that people have never seen before. So it's like, God damn, we need this biologist in our life or Girl. whatever. <laughs> and um the whole yeah, the whole premise is that she's had would have gone up to the University of North Northern Carolina on the same night that she kills 
chase. And so they're arguing that she definitely did it. Um, but then the argument is, well, she wasn't in town. And it was like, yes, she is, because she was on the bus and she dressed like an old man. And then she came back and these people saw, they could have sworn they saw her in the sea rowing a boat. But the story is so absurd yeah. that it's like... So you're like, nah. Nah, she couldn't have done it. And she, she gets does... a really good lawyer as well, doesn't she? I think that's another reason why it's sort of vibey with them. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a really... bit nuts. It's a bit nuts at the end. And the juxtaposition, I think it's is like on purpose to sort of take you out of like beautiful nature and the harsh realities of the world and society yeah. and people oh. loved it. So poetic. Oh, so and brilliant. She, she ends up marrying Tate as well, doesn't it? Jodie comes back. Like, does she... I can't remember. Jodie comes back and tells her about what happened to her mother. So the, her mother sent a letter saying oh, that yeah. she wanted the kids back. And then her dad burned it and was like, fuck you, you're never having them back, so I'll kill them or kill you or something like that. And she believed yeah. him. And then she sort of died lonely in a bit of a nervous state. Yeah. Oh. What, okay, I've got, like, at the end, it ends with her dying, like, when she's older. Mm. And they write the Marsh Girl on her tombstone. What do you think about that? <laughs> there you go. Difficult question for you to answer. You gave uh, me one earlier. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I mean, it's not because, mm. like, I think it's suggested as like a not a bad thing in the book, but like, yeah. she is like teased and like ostracized. Yeah. Ostracized. What is that word that I'm trying to ostracized. say? Ostracized. Help. Um, yeah. So for it, like being the Marsh Girl, I think it's an interesting, an interesting like identity point and discussion. It's no, it, it's true. You know what? Because when I was in Guildford, when I was at Surrey, there was a bearded lady. Okay, and she was known as the bearded lady of Surrey of Guildford. Interesting. But that's it's the same thing. I'm like sure self, you self self known or like people people in called the her community. that people in the community called her that she was known as if you went to the uni town she's like oh yeah there's a bearded lady or something and she was mm. known that in the community whether she called herself that I I don't I don't know I've never spoken to the woman but um it's I guess it's the sort of same thing because I don't think that I would want a loved one to have that on their tombstone if that wasn't anything that they claimed as themselves for their own identity yeah yeah yeah. Um, because if people were just making that name for you like excuse me but like who are you to give a name to someone yeah i wonder if in this case kaya was oh so it's an interesting one i'm not sure yeah i feel about it for kaya i know what you mean in terms of that like that sort of um modern day comparison because I, mm. I, I would think like you know if someone said that to me like oh there's this person this is their nickname and it's not actually like like I don't know like why they're defined by that and like you know there's probably so much about that person that nobody knows and then they're just yeah. like picking on that one thing so I guess as that modern day sort of comparison because that does sort of happen in towns like you get like names of people and it's just like like, I grew up in a small town and, like, 
there's there was a few in, like a few sort of similar examples mm-hmm. um and everybody knows that one person would buy like this specific nickname and you're like that's actually really not very nice no um at all um and it's like a small town isn't it so like it's like the same like the small town the marsh girl like yeah yeah. I feel like um, with Kaya, she probably self-identified with being as one in as one with the marsh. Yeah, I think she felt far more comfortable in that space than she did with yeah she with does, the townspeople. Yeah. So it, it, it's maybe slightly different. And also, um, it's not like necessarily a bad thing that she's the marsh girl. It's just that they use it as a bad thing. Like, yeah, as in by they, I mean the town. Yeah, they so, weaponize it. Yeah, when it comes to her. Yeah. They they yeah. use yeah. But overall, uh, what would you rate the book? I really liked this book. It was I gave it a five. I think University at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Um, I re- I gave it a five. I just thought it was beautiful. Like I said at the beginning, that's what my friend yeah. had told me. That's how I definitely walked away from it. I would agree with you. It was very slow at the beginning, mm. and I was like, where is this? Where is this? going as such um yeah I think once you get past the first 50 60 pages you're good to go once you understand yeah. what it is that you're reading how about I'm you i'm just looking it up to see what i gave it because i can't remember probably on page three load please load um, yeah i can tell you who's playing the boys corner why, Taylor, why John, good Taylor John Smith and Harrison Dickinson have signed on to the film as Tate Walker and Chase Andrews, respectively. Oof. It's going to be good. I'm excited. I think it's next year or the year after that it comes out. And it um, wraps filming in twenty in July. Oh, cool. Maybe it's next year then. Mm. What did um, you give it? I gave it a four, actually. But I think it was probably like four point five. Like I did, I did really like it and I really appreciate it. But I wasn't like it took me quite a while to get into it. Um, which that's my hot take on this book. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it yeah, I really loved it. I look, I'm looking forward to seeing how they've adapted this into into a we'll live action shall piece. We? Yeah, film when it comes out, just me crying. <laughs> when we recorded we recorded our live reactions to to all the boys of the fourth third film whatever it's called and um ellie cried a lot like a lot it's really yeah. emotional <laughs> i'm just so, here for lara jean lj and pk i might watch that tonight i need something comforting oh good know. idea yeah. oh they started um filming um the summer i turned pretty for Amazon, Ooh. that's the other Jenny Han one that they've adapted. I haven't read it though, have you? No, I haven't. I haven't read that. I've not read any YA in a little while actually. I've just bought The Hate You Give. Oh, you said you got it in the charity shop, didn't you? Yeah, that's YA. Yeah, so I'll let you know how that is. Let me know you got I've not seen it either. I'm not as good. I've not seen it all read it, so oh, I'm gonna read it and then watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm going to go eat my dinner. Hey. Oh, actually, I need to go call the boy back. <laughs> See if he's had a good time at the festival. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I think we'll have some episodes coming soon. I think we've got the Midnight Library. We've got a special episode that we're looking forward to. 
yeah getting we're to excited. you guys we're excited yeah um, so look out for that um and we will speak to you again soon <laughs> love you bye love you bye <laughs>